Hey there, fans of brotherly love wrestling. It is I, Vic Delicious. Philly's own, the Mecca here. It is the real McCoy, J.D. Axe, Justin D. Xavier. It's your man, C.D., the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. Hello, boys and girls. This is your old friend, R.J. City. Hey there, brotherly love wrestling. Bill Carr here. Hey everyone, this is two-time guest Wheeler Yuta. Two bozos from Philadelphia flapping their gums about pro wrestling this, pro wrestling that. Which is not that unique in the grand scheme of things yet. You are in for a treat because you're tuned in to Brotherly Love Wrestling. Philadelphia, are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Welcome, everybody, to Brotherly Love Wrestling. And on our show this week, we are talking about not only Ring of Honor and the final battle of this past weekend, I can say that easily, and NXT Deadline, the brand new concept, uh, courtesy of Shawn Michaels for the NXT product, which I think both shows delivered. Both shows were great. So uh, I think it was different. Yes, and both were different, which is important. With today's wrestling. So when we start with that, Ring of Honor. Them back to back, it's a nice change of pace. Like going from Ring of Honor to NXT, like it's mm-hmm. an easy watch through. Yes. Because it's not the same thing for, well, what was it, four to seven and then seven to, what, 9.30? Yeah, 9.30, 10 o'clock, somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay, so at least you got six hours of different wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I... Look, so Ring of Honor, I wanted to start with first. Uh, you asked me before we started, and I'll answer yeah. now. And then you I asked, told you, shut up. <laughs> you asked Don't me which one help. did I think was better. Um, it, it's an unfair comparison, but I do think Ring of Honor was better. Uh, but, again, you have more well-known names. You have story for – I mean, there was more probably – story in NXT because of the way that's written, but like the quality was better. I mean, you have veterans. These are these, these people that are on us with the exception of a couple on NXT. uh, Yeah. It's just veterans. So ring of honor, obviously I think was better, but it felt like ring of honor. Uh, You had Rick Abani and um, Caprice put, did an amazing job on commentary, telling the story, helped to tell the story, and the matches just I don't think any disappointed. I really don't. I think there was one that was I mean, the Samoa Joe Darby match was probably the only one that I wasn't as interested that you, in. That you didn't like, yeah. That yeah, you didn't like as much. But it that doesn't mean it was a bad match. It just I wasn't as invested as I was the other matches. Yeah, I feel like I just Darby just I can't I can't get behind I can't get on the Darby train. I agree. I just can't do it. Yeah. I just thought I like I don't hate him anymore mm-hmm. as much. <laughs> I think Lavar took over that hate for me. Yeah. So it kind of like took the pressure off of Darby. But I just I just can't even with Sting, I can't fucking 
mm-hmm. back Darby Allen. That's how much I just can't get behind him. So much that I'm just not lot. not invested. Yeah, like they had to bring my favorite wrestler out of retirement, put him with him, and I still can't get invested in him. No, I'm no. such a selfish fan. <laughs> yeah, Brian Danielson would call you fickle. That's what it is. But I wish uh, he would. I wish that midget <laughs> would. So we had <laughs> what uh, out of the was it five title matches? Four out of the five change hands. We have new you champions. Got the, you got the ROH. Uh, TV, mm-hmm. tag, women's, uh, world, world. Oh, and the and and the uh, six man trios. Yeah, the trios title. So five, and yeah, and four change hands. That's pretty crazy for a pay per view. Well, look, you have to, and because is it, be, is it the launch? Is it trying to be like a relaunch of the of the, of the product? Thing? So before we get in the matches, that's the leading into that perfectly is Honor Club is back with twenty five hundred hours of Ring of Honor content and the library of Ring of Honor. So he bought the library when he bought Ring of Honor, obviously. Yes, um, but that's the question I wanted to ask you. Both of us have, I mean, since the pandemic, I think we become really big Ring of Honor fans. And really got invested in Ring of Honor. Went went to the last final battle for under the old regime. Uh, are you willing to pay ten dollars for Honor Club because that's what the TV product is going to be on? Really? Yes. Uh, Tony Khan announced after Ring of Honor final battle at the press conference that the TV product will be on uh, Honor Club for ten dollars a month and. You're not going to get the pay-per-views on there. That's stupid. Uh, but what am I? Pay- what am I paying the ten dollars a month for? For the con, for the library, and for the TV show. I think if I'm paying ten dollars a month, it should just it should be like because if Peacock. I pay, I, no, I don't even pay for Peacock because I got it through Comcast. But yeah, but most people, when you you subscribe to Peacock, you yeah, you know I, I mean, paid, I paid under. Ten dollars a month for New Japan World, and I ha- I got all the the library as well, but I got all the fucking pay per views too. Yeah, I got fucking Dominion, I got fucking Wrestle Kingdom, I got I got everything. Yeah, all their live shows that I could never watch live because it's like two or three in the fucking morning here. But yeah, I got all that for under like a, maybe a cent or two under not ten dollars a month. <laughs> so if I'm paying ten dollars, I mean. I'm intrigued. The library has me intrigued, to, to be honest. And well, the, the, the TV actual, show, obviously. The TV show has me more intrigued than the library. Although the library would be cool from time to time, just like the WWE library. Yeah. To go back and watch like the greatest events that they had. I'd probably watch a lot of like Steen era. Agreed. I mean, I'm not locked in, so... I can pay $10 a month for a couple months, get my fix, and then boot it. Yeah. Because if I'm not getting pay-per-views, I don't fucking see the reason to keep paying $10 a month. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying – I mean, I get it. It's an app, whatever, $10 a month. But it's not like – we're going to try and make this like Netflix of, for wrestling fans. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm, I've been excited for a potential Ring of Honor TV deal – since they announced that AEW was was buying it, 
And now yeah, that it's on Honor Club, are they, how are they going to do this weekly television? Are they shooting it after Dynamite, after I, Rampage? No, I don't know. The same fucking spot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's happening. I don't know if I've missed that and they said it, or they haven't said it. I'm not really but positive thing, on that. For the live TV part, what kind of fan base are we getting? What kind of crowd are we getting? Because if the live TV doesn't have a decent crowd and it kind of fucking sucks, I'm not going to pay ten dollars for that. <laughs> Yeah, the crowd has to be into it. The crowd's an integral part of, especially well, a Ring of Honor show. Yeah, I'm not gonna pay ten dollars a month to get uh, like just an above level of pandemic wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't know this pay per view. Going back to the pay per view, if this is any indication of what Ring of Honor is going to be, um, I'm uh, obviously, like I said, I'm intrigued. I, I've been intrigued. I've wanted this, so. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a chance at first month. See if once once I know the TV is going to happen. If once that happens, then I'll, I will give it a chance at least a month uh, to see. But I mean, with this card and what they set up, you have. Can we take a second. Can we just take one second and just both come to the realization and the fact that Tony Khan, like, had lightning in a bottle with FTR and kind of fizzled them out on his own. Uh, yes, you're right. He definitely didn't feature them like, like he probably should have. They caught, they caught fire. Yeah, and they were they were the hottest act and the biggest pop, and they just kind of fickled them out. They fucked them by putting them with the Ward Joe bullshit and get them intermingled with that. They basically were the best thing going, and they were just coming out to help people. Yeah, no, you're right. They definitely did that. Excuse me. It's just uh, it. it I know they can't hold all those titles for that long, but to lose to the acclaimed and then the next turn right around, they lose the fucking the Briscoes. Well, no, at least the Briscoes being, I get why they lost the Briscoes. Like you wanted them, you want them to be the face of your tag division for ring of honor. You're trying to pull former ring of honor fans who may have been a little jaded because AEW bought them and, People that maybe not like AEW or don't think Tony, not fond of Tony Khan, bringing the Briscoes in and then making them the champions and them theoretically going to be on Ring of Honor TV for the foreseeable future anyway. It's that's great for Ring of Honor fans because all right, they belong there. They they are Ring of Honor, so I don't have a problem with that. It, I have a problem with the way they featured FTR. Yeah, I definitely I give you that, but I think FTR they're gonna want. I mean, I think Dax came out and said this in a, on a podcast. He said, we we didn't get a chance to do the indies. We want to do the indies. So I think this is more them, like, losing the titles. Featuring is all Tony in the past. But I think going forward, I think that's mainly the reason is they want to experience the indies. And they got a little taste of it being with AEW and having a little bit of that freedom and doing different things. Uh, so... I mean, if that means that they're going to be on the indies and we get to see them pop up here and there, that might be pretty cool. All right. All right. Fucking Mr. He- Glass Half Bowl trying to <laughs> put out my fucking my negative train. <laughs> that was just the first stop on Negative Town. I'm I'll sure. Stops. I'm sure. They've uh, derailed me once. <laughs> Shame on me. Uh, Mercedes Martinez and uh, Athena. Athena. Was very good. Um, Mercedes is amazing. 
She's such a good wrestler. Athena has come a long way since WWE, and I'm glad. Although I like, a- I like Mercedes as the champion. I, I think she belongs in Ring of Honor and should stay in Ring of Honor. But Athena, yeah, you, younger blood. She needs to be featured a little bit. Put the title on her will help her more than it'll help Mercedes Martinez because she's already established. I think Athena has the bigger name too. Yeah, yeah, amongst uh, most wrestling fans. Yeah, absolutely. Well, just because of the whole WWE run. I think that yeah. garnered her more fans. Yeah. Uh, I, I Like I said, the Joe match was good, but I, I personally wasn't invested in it. I thought the trios match was a little bit better than I expected it to be. Um, Dalton Castle and the boys, they obviously losing the titles to the um, – help me out here. Brian Cage and God, I know Scott is screaming at me right now for this stable name. Um, damn it. Brian Cage and who? Um, the Prince, who used to be, who was a manager in, in original Ring of Honor. The fuck is his faction's name? I'm fuck, I'm losing it. And I, I here, I have it right here. So I, I got my cheat sheet ready because I knew this would probably fucking happen. The Embassy, that's it. The there Embassy. Uh, yeah, Embassy picking up the titles. Good for them. A young team. Brian Cage. At least he's doing fucking something. That's a lot of talent to just be sitting there not doing anything. At least he has some kind of title. Here's the thing, though. And I, I will say this. I don't know if Brian Cage fits the whole AEW scheme. It just he's better in w- He would be better in WWE? Or you think he's a career indie? I think he's more of a career indie. Huh. Just just on I know he's got the look, but just on moveset alone, he run he works a very indie style. It's just very like, okay, I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna do this and I'm oh I gotta get this in, I gotta get this in. And it's it's always the same thing. It legitimately is always the same thing with Brian Cage. Do you always. think he's think like you can see him as a fan like thinking about what his next move's gonna be instead of just going out and feeling it? Is that more um, of an issue? Yeah, I mean, he's very, and he's a. I don't like the whole. I'm a big guy, but I'm very ad because he he might be very agile, but it doesn't look right. Like there's parts of it that just don't look right. He looks awkward. It is. Yeah, but it and is, like, we've seen him do some pretty ridiculous things, like catching people off of the top yeah. into that suplex That's hold, which is good. ridiculous. That's all well and good, but the whole like fucking I want to be kind of like luchador esque too. But you like you're so fucking big and like it looks weird. How would you book a Brian Cage? If it was you in AEW or against whoever, what's the ideal way that you would book Brian Cage? I'd bro- I'd book Brian Cage as he's almost. <laughs> I book him like Ryback. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you kind of you give him a goofy catchphrase. You let him come out, not say that much, be like a big, dumb, like strong guy, and then watch him fizzle out because that's what's going to happen. And you'll be working fucking the pre-show on for the United States title and losing to a luchador. Wow. Dude, I, I mean, that's the thing. I don't. I don't see the fantastic upside in Brian Cage. 
just because every match that I've seen him in, and don't get me wrong, I don't dislike Brian Cage. It's just that you every time I see him on TV, it's the same shit. You're right. No, I, you I agree. Say, you could say that about like probably a good amount, fifty percent or more of the wrestling business alone. Mm-hmm. But WWE does the same shit. Yeah, you know I mean WWE has that it has tones of that as well. Yeah, every now and then. I think I think everybody does. Mm-hmm. I think everybody does. But I put. I mean, Cage is like he's mid card. Yeah, all the way. I don't see him in the main event spot. I no matter where would, he is, I once would have, but I don't anymore. I can see him being like the main main event spot in like an NXT, like a developmental. Okay. But yeah. you would think a guy that size should be able to run through fucking Ring of Honor. Yeah, no. But if he's not going to, and he can't, then I don't see him as a viable threat Hmm. or a viable like big man. One of the one of the better storytelling matches I felt for Ring of Honor, with probably with the exception of FTR Briscoes, which was phenomenal, and the like, it wasn't gratuitous violence in that dog collar match, but it. I mean, it was edge of your seat action, obviously. But the Swerve and Lee versus STP was phenomenal. It was so good. You had the teasing of Lee and Taylor every now, like, and everyone wanted them to be in the ring, and then Swerve would tag in just so they wouldn't get it. And you had that, obviously going on between Lee and Swerve and how bad they've been recently. But like STP versus them were so good. So well done. You have Swerve walk out on Lee, leave him again. And still Keith Lee picking up the victory for the team, but it was great seeing Shane Taylor again. Great seeing Shane Taylor promotions, especially on ring of honor. Uh, But, but then you got to see a little bit of the, the two big men go at it. And as Biggie would say, big men slapping meat. Like it was, it, it was great. It was such, it was such a good story they told. And you furthered another story. You, you kept that Strickland and, and Lee going. Like, I loved it. I, I, I think it's a very underrated match on this card. Here's a, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Are they misusing Keith Lee right now? Um, I think should, that d- determines what your definition of misuse is. Should Keith Lee be a single star going for main titles? Yes. Okay. So that, they're, misusing, they're misusing him right now. That, he, he, he should, should be, be the one. TBS. He should be. Or TNT, sorry, TNT. He should be like co-main eventing or main eventing shows. Like he should be your big attraction. I think Keith Lee should be one of AEW's top guys. I agree. And yeah. I think as soon as he came in, he should have been established as that because that's what he left NXT established as and then went to the main roster and they fumbled the ball. And then AEW has a chance to, oh, shit, we can pick up the ball and run with it and fucking really run with it. And they fucking fumbled again. For now, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's still time, I guess, to see what they do. Although Keith Lee might want to go work with his wife. Very true. Depending on how long his contract is. And we don't know we don't know any of the ins and outs of that, but that could be a reason why he's not getting pushed to the top. Mm-hmm. 
because they fear that he's going to leave anyway. But, I mean, as soon as they got him, because that, that didn't happen. Like, he wasn't, like, uh, his wife wasn't working for WWE at that point. No, no. So, as soon as he gets there, he has to be one of the top guys, if not the top guy. He should have ran through every. He should have won the title when he got here, honestly. Would you have complained that there goes AEW doing the same thing, giving WWE, ex-WWE guys the title again? Because there was a point where we were talking about that. Yeah, and they didn't shy away from it at all, for the most part, besides the mini hangman run, Kenny, and now MJF. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was kind of an even split. Moxley held it for a long time, several times. Well, yeah, the first winner was Jericho. Jericho, Punk. I mean, Kenny held it for a while too, though. He did. Yeah. Either way. No, I don't know if I would have said that. I would have said good for them for making Keith Lee what he should have been and what he left NXT as. Okay. Just a complete beast who's fucking just doing crazy shit and beasting people. That's what he should be doing. Throwing yeah. people around. He should be throwing people around. Damn so, shame. <laughs> uh, let's move to the main event. Claudio versus Chris Jericho for that world championship. I'm actually uh, surprised at that one. That Claudio won? Yeah, I was surprised. I think... I, thought that, I, feel like, I feel like they were leading up for something bigger for Jericho. Like, I had that in my head. I was like, man, whoever beats him is going to it's got to mm-hmm. be like the, the king boss of ROH. I agree. Didn't end up happening. So Yeah, we talked about that a couple times on, on here, about maybe like eventually yeah. bringing the new face of Ring of Honor. And maybe, look, maybe Claudio is the new face of Ring of Honor. Maybe he's the new guy. Maybe we were thinking way too far into it okay. and trying to book this differently. I'll throw another question at you then. Mm-hmm. Is that a significant downgrade from coming from the – WWE to being now the face of Ring of Honor, the no. sub brand of AEW. No, you don't think that's a downgrade. Uh, what in a singles capacity did he achieve in WWE? No, I, I, I just don't. As a as a singles competitor, now look, very very easy to argue the the bar that was. Lightning in a bottle, and they got over quick, and they were very good. At, obviously, those two are very good, period. But they were very good as a tag team. They were entertaining. They were believable as the champs. Um, I, I agree there. But as a singles, I don't think it's a downgrade. I think it's an upgrade. This is talking about one of the most prestigious titles in wrestling, the Ring of Honor World Champion. A lot of big names have held that title. And I'm he's a good guy right to now. elevate it. I'm torn right now because part of me feels like yeah, you're the champion of – it's like he would becoming champion of NXT. Is it's that because like, it's Ring of – is that because Ring of Honor is owned by AEW and you look at it as a subsidiary of AEW? It is, it is a sub because Khan bought it and now he's he's got his top guys that he's got in AEW and he's got – it's kind of like the – single A or triple A, triple A title and your main 
World Series championship. Like, I feel that, like, coming from WWE, where he wasn't being used properly and whatnot, to going to AEW and now kind of getting downgraded from that to being ROH champion. Like, again, another guy. Like, if you were if you were really that guy and you were really supposed to be that, then why weren't you fucking in the running for the AEW championship? Why weren't you there longer? Why weren't you in that? Like, you're in a top spot of the lesser brand. Now, I don't know how they're going to book it. Now, I don't know if it's going to be like, oh, it's like a big, a big crossover where you're going to get a lot of the top stars from AEW in ROH. Like, I don't know. They might book it like that. And if so, I'll bite my tongue. But mm-hmm. for now, it feels like, to me, it's almost like a downgrade hmm. from where he came from. Like I, like I said, like if you're trying to do this whole, like, and Tony was. I don't know if he is anymore because it doesn't seem like he is. But you're doing this whole, like, competition thing and you're better and you're taking these top guys quote-unquote but you're just putting them back to where they were just in your company you came from this you wanted better and now you're in this new company and you're still this i mean it's a very it's a very negative way to look at it but unfortunately that's the way i see because i don't think i don't think you're not wrong you're not wrong i don't think tony Khan's special i don't think he fucking i don't think he knows his ass from a hole in the ground I think he's a fan playing with his money. He is. He absolutely he is. Know. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. All right. So devil's advocate. He, and, and we've, I think kind of, we haven't touched on this on the show, but we have talked about Tony Khan like this before. Uh, isn't that what we always wanted? Like as wrestling fans or, and I'm going to relate this more to sports than anything else, especially us here in Philadelphia and going our hockey team going through what it's going through. Over the years, we've said, like, man, if they'd only let a fan run this fucking thing, because we know what we need. We know the play, the type of players we want, and we, it would be so much better if a fan could run it, because these GMs don't know what they're doing. I'm now, pretty sure fucking Howie Roseman just did all of his fucking, <laughs> all of his scouting report with just Twitter. <laughs> I can't, so but, but I mean, that's what I'm saying, like, we've been saying that about a lot of things, sports for, primarily, for years. But in wrestling, I mean, look, you look at Vince, and it was always the way Vince books. Whether you like it or not, it was what Vince is doing. Was he a fan of wrestling? Yeah, at one point, but he's more sports entertainment. And we always said, (laughs) man, if he would just like wrestling and actually want wrestling to happen, now a fan who has the money is doing that. And it's kind of, oh, well, he's just a fan playing with daddy's money. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like, don't get me wrong. I don't like Tony Khan that much. I don't like li- listening to him at all, wh- whether it's on the mic or on Busted Open or whenever he has a mic in front of him. But I, I feel like we're we're getting what we finally fucking wanted, and we're still kind of bashing him a little bit, or a lot. Uh, and, and you know what I mean? I feel kind of hypocritical, maybe. Well, here's the thing. AEW was at its best when... Who still worked there? Cody. Yeah. Cody is a phenomenal mind for the fucking the business yes. and how wrestling should be. Of course. Really, really good at it. So yeah. we, were, we weren't saying that then because we were getting great storylines. We were getting like really good promos. We were getting 
some sort of organization and things actually flowing. Like, I don't think fucking, I don't think AEW has even remotely a good flow to it at all. Like, I feel like it's just like, I feel like if it had better flow, I wouldn't be sitting there waiting for the only match that they announced. Hmm. They have too much going the fuck on. Like you got a match and you got, oh, we're right after this fucking match. I got to get to the back because something's happening in the back. We got to talk to them. Like, dude, there's no there's no room to breathe on the whole fucking show. There's no room. You're just going from point to point to point to point to point to point. Dude, nothing can breathe. You have to pick what you want to focus on. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before. Like, yeah. at least let something fucking sit for a second and simmer. Like, you had a Hobbs turn, and then fucking right after that, you had to go right into the back to hear from a different fucking story that had no relevance to what just happened at all. WWE does that, though. WWE does that. They bounce around like that. I mean, you'll have a women's match and go right to Kevin Owens and Elias. Or, like, I mean, yeah, they do shit like that. Here's the thing. But the thing in the ring isn't more important than what's got like, you're trying to start like major things happening and you're like cutting away from it. Like the major things need time to breathe unless they're really not major. And I'm not supposed to think that they're major, but if you're getting like a good storyline and you're fucking having like a, a big heel turn, like I feel like that's fucking I feel like you need to fucking let that sit in and let that sit in with the fucking fan base. Be like, what just happened? Not be like, Oh, well he did this. So well, let's get right to the fucking back. Like when WWE does shit like that, it's a moment. It's not taken away. It's a part of a, it's a crucial point in a storyline. Your goddamn negativity has made me defend Tony Khan and AEW. Here's the thing, though. I will, <laughs> I, I, that's fine. Someone should. It shouldn't be a bashing show. It should be, this is how, this is how we talk. Yeah. Cause if you were bashing, I'd have to be on the light side because we're never like that. We never, we can't yeah. both, unless something's really that bad or we're just like, yeah, I kind of fucking suck. Yeah. But, you see, I know there are things I like about AEW, but the things that I don't like are the reason I can't get into it. And I can't, like, sit there and, like, actually plan out anymore. Like, oh, it's fucking Wednesday night. Let me fucking, I got to watch it. It's not must-see. And I think a lot of that is just how You know what? And that's a point I did want to, I wanted to bring up a couple weeks ago. So that it, it it's a little old at this point. But after MJF won the title, and he came in the press conference. They said Wednesdays are now must see wrestling. It's destination dynamite is destination TV because I am the champion. It's must see. And then Wednesday night, they came out the first you segment. You huh? brought this up. Did I bring it on the show? Yeah. About him and Regal came out and said, You're not going to hear from NJF because he's not here tonight. Maybe you brought it up when we were watching. I think we were watching it together. I don't think I said it on the show. And I, I think we were watching fucking Survivor Series. In my head, I went like, because literally, I, again, I'm like you. I, I don't sit down at eight o'clock and watch it live. A lot of times, I'll wait eight thirty, nine o'clock, and fast forward through commercials and shit. But I eight o'clock, I was ready. I was ready to see what MJF was going to do, was say and do, and they did that. And then literally in my head, now I sat and I watched the rest of the show anyway, but in my head, I said, well, if I'm a casual fan who saw what happened, saw a clip on YouTube or on Twitter or Facebook, whatever, and I'm tuning in just to see what that guy is going to do, because he told me 
it's I'm going to be on that show. I'm going, oh, well, thank you. I don't have to watch now. Click. Like, Regal should have, they should have built that. If you're going to do that, at least hold on to us for two hours or an hour and 45 minutes. William Regal going to address what MJF is doing, and we find out what MJF is thinking. The entire thing, and they keep driving it home, drive it home, drive it home, and then 10 minutes to go in Dynamite, you bring William Regal out. And he immediately says, MJF isn't here tonight, so you're not going to hear from him. Well, you just kept all those people waiting. At least they watched the show, and maybe you could have caught them on other segments in your show and then caught that fan other than what they were tuning in to see MJF. Like, that was, for me, was stupid business when he told you, and I get it, it's a heel thing, he told you to be there and watch it, and now he's not there. I get I get the concept, but, like, I really could have, and I thought about it, I really could have been like, all right, well, fuck this, click, something else. But I watch it anyway because I love wrestling. But, like, that to me was stupid, and it was a bad decision. I don't know whose decision that was, if it was Tony Khan's or what, but I just... It's things like that that bother me about AEW. Whether it's timing, whether it's storytelling, whatever you want to call it, that was a very bad decision to do right after catching fire with that main event, that press conference, and then so the first confused. night. It confused me so much, like how like <laughs> it felt me. like it was going to be this massive baby face turn, and it would have been. It really would have been. And they just stuck with like, I don't understand, like, that decision, that, like, I get it. Like, you're keeping everybody waiting. You're get, you're showing everyone that, oh, it could happen. and It's going to be great. Like, I guess you play the waiting game for that. But, man, they had fucking, they, everyone was ready to cheer for fucking MJF. Yeah. Well, let's move on to NXT because yeah, deadline afterwards. What at- a fucking, what a bizarre, bizarrely interesting mm-hmm concept i'm interested to get your opinion on this uh iron survivor challenge gimmick match whatever you call it after hearing all the rules i was like oh okay the only thing that got me was like uh, i'm like all right i want to see how this plays out because in my head i feel like it's gonna be stupid was i agree was the penalty box me too that was was the only thing holding me back i was like all right, this sounds like it's going to be fucking stupid. Yep. Surprisingly, in both matches, surprisingly enough, I, I had a feeling, so I guess it wasn't surprisingly, but I had a feeling they were both going to be like polar opposite of matches. Yes, I think they had to be. You yeah, had to be completely different. And they were. For the yes. most part, they were. I mean, same concept, but they were. I mean, the women pretty much came down to the last well, they both came down the last second, kind of, in a but way. But the way they executed those those last seconds, I think, were the best part of those matches. You get to that, especially at the beginning with the women, you get to that final point, and that last two minutes is starting to tick down. And you're looking at the clock, you're looking at who has how many falls, and it's getting so close that now you're like, oh, shit. And, like, you're sitting I mean- up. I was trying to cook dinner while watching that match, and I stopped every time. I was like, oh, shit. All right, so who's in the penalty box? All right, so what, who's got what? I was like, there's a lot to keep up with, but I kind of like I like it. It's, it's not, chaos, it's not, controlled chaos. It is. Mm-hmm. So after that match, I said to myself out loud, I was like, man, I can't wait to see what the men doing in, in this yeah. match. I was like, this mm-hmm. is probably, it was 
it, it was kind of cool. I mean, it was a cool idea that I, I mean, I was watching it. I was like, I can't think of how I would change anything. So mm-hmm. I guess that's a good thing. Like I was thinking about, it, I was like, well, what if they did this? I was like, nah, that, that doesn't make sense. I was like, they put enough shit together to where it can't really be tweaked with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think then the decisions I thought as far as who went over, I think Roxy was a very good decision. I think the only maybe I probably would have done, um, I don't know. No, Roxy, I, I want to talk myself out of it, just thinking it in my head. Roxy, I, I, I think that's the right decision. Grayson Waller, I put out a tweet, I think right as he won. And I said, Grayson Waller is such a weasel. A entertaining athletic weasel, but a weasel nonetheless. So here's what I said after that match. Mm-hmm. It did what it was supposed to do, and everyone played their parts really well because I was at the point of where I didn't want Grayson Waller to win. He played yeah. it that well. I was like, all right, I really – like I I don't care either way, but I really don't really want this guy to win. Yes. So I was like, like now nah, I – and I like that. I like knowing like, all right, I, who, I know who I want to root for. I know, I know and it's the right – the right way you're supposed to be. Like you're not mm-hmm. supposed to for fucking Grayson Waller because he is, like you said, a weasel. Yes. And him running around the ring and like you're just praying, like, please, somebody smile. catch him. Somebody catch him and be and, and try and get it. Like it was great. We were talking about Ring of Honor earlier, and I didn't want to fucking get off the Ring of Honor train, but you were talking about uh Caprice and Rick uh Ian Riccaboni. Yeah. About how good they were. Yes. What the fuck was wrong with Booker T with this fucking? <laughs> I didn't understand. Like, I didn't understand his whole fucking thing. He's just so fucking random about who he's fucking color commentating for. Mm-hmm. What was with the beef with the fucking New Day? <laughs> uh, that I whole, mean, his I whole guess... co- his whole commentary for that whole match. I was like, why the fuck does Booker T hate New Day this much? I mean, I, I get where they were trying to go with it. I get, and uh, let's just go to that match anyway. Uh, I get that he was trying to be the, this is for the young guys. This is the younger generation. They should get their time. New Day has gotten what they've gotten. They shouldn't be down here. I get that. But still, like, this is history for them as well. Like, I get it. Like, oh, I don't want them taking away the spotlight. Like, man, this is, they, they're now triple crown champions like, this is pretty cool. And knowing that, so those two don't deserve that, and they can elevate all these young tag teams. Like, there's some really good young tag teams in that division yeah, well, that can work with playing, the New Day. He was, he was playing the heel for that one. I mean, yeah, now I get that. The New Day and the now FTR are the only Triple Crown champions mm-hmm. for tag team. Yeah. Yeah, so they take the New Day streak away and they give them the Triple Crown instead. Well, I mean, the, New Day is like your ultimate utility player. Mm-hmm. There's a few of them. I put Rollins in that category. Ziggler. Uh, Ziggler, KO, Sammy. They're mm-hmm. like Shinsuke and AJ as well. Yeah. Like your ultimate, like you can put them anywhere and they will make something really, really good, if not spectacular happen. And most, they most certainly happen. did. Yeah, I mean, they're they're the ultimate utility player. I mean, they're absolutely, like, the huge stars. Like, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like, 
I put New Day up there as like one of the the best factions ever, mm-hmm. and all and possibly the best trios ever. I think they edge out the Freebirds. I think they uh, have. I agree. Yeah. So I mean, but that you could put them anywhere, and I fucking as much as of a hypocrite I'm as I'm going to sound right now. I don't think it's a downgrade for them, only because they didn't leave their company to to find greener pastures or whatnot. They stayed with the company. They're they're just ultimate company guys, and they're helping out now the younger generations. Whereas I said the same thing about Claudio earlier, but that was actually him leaving greener pastures. But I really feel like his in the same pasture as he was. Okay, but New Day. I don't feel like they downgraded themselves. I feel like they went down to NXT. They showed why they're the best tag team ever. They did. And now they get to help elevate that brand. I assume this is one of the first times you've seen Pretty Deadly. No, I watched uh, I've watched two of their other matches in NXT. What is your perception of Pretty Deadly? Funny. Okay. I like... I think they fit perfectly with the new day. I think mm-hmm. that there it had action, it had story, it had a shitload of goofiness. The whole mm-hmm. fucking belt thing where they all fell, <laughs> it was fucking it was priceless. I, I agree. Was, I was like, oh my god, it's like I can't believe they just fucking did that. It was a good mix. It was a good mix of oh, course entertainment. Was, like it was great it was wrestling. It was. Uh, but it, it was, was good wrestling as well. Yeah, it was great wrestling, but it was it was more of the entertainment that I was just like, all right, this is fucking, this is great. Like, I don't, like, I was like, the wrestling is secondary at this point. Again, if I'm entertained. I don't care what is happening really in front of me. Once, hence the reason I gravitated towards Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's cool. He can wrestle. That's great. But I love the whole fucking I don't give a shit shtick before that. Mm-hmm. But if you have the shtick and if you have the personality, you have all that. It's almost like you could be a subpar wrestler, but cool. You're keeping me entertained elsewhere. So the final thing, the main event, Brian Breaker, Apollo Crews. I definitely want to get your thought on that because at least my opinion anyway, I felt the ending of that match. While I thought it was the psychology, the storytelling of that match was very good because you have two really, really strong athletic guys. Uh, and you had like the test of strength. I loved. I love the old school feel of that. Um, the shoulder, the shoulder tackle spots. I love. You know what I mean. Throwback a little yeah. bit to that as well. But it felt very abrupt. Like the ending oh. felt. It didn't feel. I don't know. I don't know if it, it felt like. I feel not like... finished. I, I, I don't know how to categorize it. It just felt like bang, and it was done. Now, well, when, you, when you saw that as the marquee match, where you're like, this is. Did you think that even before it started that it was going to be overshadowed by something? Did yeah. it feel like did it feel yeah. like a true main event where like No, it didn't. I this... thought the men's I thought and I get and we we said this on the phone the one day. I get why the title <laughs> ended the show obviously. No, here's the thing. I think the main I think the main title should always main event. I think it's a I think it's a slap in the face of your champion and your main title mm-hmm. if it's not your main focal point. Yeah. But here's the thing. I went into this when I saw the card. I was like, that match wasn't 
it wasn't like the top match that I wanted to see. And I didn't think it was gonna outshine I didn't I don't I didn't think it was gonna outshine the tag match just because of NXT tag match history. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they're starting they, they're they're getting more and more back to that. But again, the men's the men the 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 whole idea of that match in itself uh, I thought was interesting mm-hmm. to say the least. Yeah. But I was interested to see the men's match as well. But I think that's the reason why it was kind of anticlimactic for you because one, you, you figured you thought Breaker was going to win, and it wasn't like this big spectacle of a match. It wasn't like your Gargano Champa. It wasn't like your Gargano fucking Andrade. It wasn't mm-hmm. like it doesn't feel like that main title is like is as big. And I don't know if I attribute that to Breaker or do I attribute that to the challenger in a cruise. I think you attribute that to you knowing that NXT is more developmental than it was when Triple H was running because it was ran like the third brand. It was ran like a big fucking deal. And those pay-per-views were a big fucking deal. And every match on that card was meant to be there. And it had a great flow to it. Another person who knows about the way a fucking show should flow. Mm -hmm. But this one, I feel like... I don't feel like Braun is as big of a as a character and a name and as an entertainer or wrestler as the Shinsuke's, as the KOs, as the Sammies, as the Bobby Roode, the Samoa Joes, like Finn Balor. I mean, mm-hmm. all those people felt like they were they had it. They had they were they had it at the right time too, with the right person. In the right circumstances. Right now, it feels like they're trying to get back to that point. But I don't think Braun's or Braun, Braun not Braun, Braun <laughs> is the guy to they can't fucking change that first name. They can't, it's too close to Braun, which is too close to Brock. So, all in all, what do you do you think? I mean, do you put uh, ROH over NXT? Or do you yeah, put NXT only, over ROH? Only slightly. ROH is, yeah, like you said, I mean, ROH had the, I mean, it had the Briscoes and FTR. And that will, will, will probably more than likely be a top match that is going to outshine the majority of the matches that I want to see. Yeah. I just love, I love, I love that those two in the ring together. FTR, it, I just love FTR. I want them back in WWE, Secrets Out, <laughs> because they would fucking, they would absolutely. They're with they're with Triple H. I mean, we, we know what that. Yeah. We need more focal points in that tag division anyway. We need some new, new feuds. I mean, them versus Street Profits would fucking kick ass. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Was it? I I haven't see. I haven't gotten a chance to watch Raw enough. Are the Street Profits still fucking like a top team? Uh, I didn't catch a lot of Raw last night either. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to dive into that one because I feel like last time I watched Raw, like they were in a six man or an eight man tag. Last night they were. It was them and Tazawa uh, against. Because I did turn it on and they were cutting a promo backstage at Gorilla with them and Tazawa. And Tazawa took their "I want the smoke" <laughs> uh, <laughs> tagline, which was really funny. <laughs> um, 
I can't remember. I can't remember who they were, who they went against. But uh, yeah, I, I know they were in a six man. So they were featured last night. But I mean, they don't do any wrong. They really don't. They're so good. They're so athletic. They're again, they're so entertaining. Uh, I just want. I just want to show. Honestly, give me a pay per view that's all tag team wrestling, like true tag team wrestling. But I, you can, you can have the fucking different genres of tag team wrestling. You can do like a tornado tag. You can be a fucking TLC. You mm-hmm. give me something. Yeah. Tag ladder match. I don't fucking care. Just give me an all pay-per-view or all event that's all tag team wrestling. That's what I want to see. I fucking, I just want to dive deep into tag team wrestling and not fucking come out. Oh, so one last thing I do before we end this show. I saw right before we started that the WWE has officially filed trademark for the terms King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring. And as a term they the, don't have they don't have a trademark on King of the Ring? I guess not. And the and and the they're, phrase they're just gambling this whole time. <laughs> and they the phrase the King and Queen of the Ring. So obviously they are looking to bring back both <laughs> tournaments, uh which is cool. Like I love Wait, the King of the Ring. Queen of the Ring? Oh, that's right. Zelina. Zelina. Yep. Oh, man. I feel like Charlotte's got to win one of those. I don't. I feel like she has to. Why? Why? She's the queen. Fuck that. She has enough. (laughs) Like, fuck fuck her winning all that. Like, give me me someone else. I miss Charlotte. I want to see her back on TV. I miss Charlotte, too. But let someone else fucking win. Let someone else come up and win that tournament. Charlotte's got to win it. She's got to win it. Uh, anyway so we hope you enjoyed the show thank you for watching and listening and uh, we'll be talking to you very soon